Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Hello, and thank you for joining me again today. I have, boy, we've had a crazy week, haven't we? Or at least a crazy couple weeks, um, you know, as far as the election and uh, things within our own communities and, and our country. And I have to tell you, as a parent, I had a couple challenges myself over these last couple weeks. And so I wanted to speak a little bit about them today. One, because you know that, especially, you know, after you listen to this episode and stuff, I really, really love and value your feedback and your tips and things and your stories and things that you have gone through, especially in regards to, you know, parenting, because I don't know if I'm doing it right because there's, you know, I think I feel like I'm just constantly trying to navigate my way through being a parent because it's different at every stage. And there was a couple situations over these last couple weeks that as a parent, it really challenged me. And so I just thought that maybe I would, I would share that because Well, I just wanted you to know also that I, you know, have these same challenges that you have as a parenting, parenting different stages of their lives. So, all right, I'm going to try to do the best to set the stage here a little bit. Brian and I have always worked really hard to raise the kids with just like a basic core value system. You know, just the simple rules like treat others the way that you want to be treated, to be kind people, to be thoughtful. You know, we actually have just kind of raised our kids based more on faith and not so much, you know, being stuck by the parameters of religion. We also celebrate differences. Brian and I are very open to all people, and we hope that we have portrayed that to our kids and raised our kids that way as well. And that also comes in line with politics. Brian and I don't talk about politics a lot. You know, in our household, it's more about, you know, doing what's right and uh, conducting yourself in a respectful and intelligent manner, being appropriate in certain situations. So that's, you know, working hard and working for, you know, what you put the effort towards and learning and always learning and being educated and being loving and accepting everybody regardless of differences. And so that's just kind of like the foundation we have. So we have not actually, or we don't really get into like big, I guess, heavy topics that some families do. You know, those are things that we have talked about, but it's not like ongoing conversations in our household. And so with the elections and everything that had have, you know, come about in these last couple of weeks and, you know, some of that as our kids have gotten older, some of those things and issues have come up, which is fantastic. And I have to tell you that I actually really, really love the fact that they don't all believe the same thing, that they aren't all the same party, that they are divided on things because it shows me that they feel safe in our house, that they feel, you know, that their opinion matters, that they don't 
have to fall in line with whatever my beliefs or Brian's beliefs are. But yet, you know, still as a parent, you know, you want them to still kind of stick with, you know, those basic principles and those basic values that you've, you know, taught them then since they were, you know, a young child, you know, no matter what that is. And so as the election, you know, has kind of had gotten closer and, you know, has unraveled and comments have been made, you know, whether on social media or, you know, whether on television or just from friends, from family, from the communities that they are a part of, uh, definitely I could see like a heightened awareness and elevation in conversation among my older children. And so, you know, as a parent, I just was kind of taking a step back and, you know, watching and observing and you know, actually, like I said, very proud of the fact that they had the beliefs that they, you know, had, whether they were in the line with mine or not. It was just the fact that they actually, you know, were educating themselves on, you know, certain people, on different topics, and they were coming to their own conclusion and they were making, you know, those decisions for themselves. And so with my son being the first year that, that he was able to vote and it, you know, it being a big election year, I mean, he was very, very excited to take part in it. And well, just in general, with everything that's happened in, in 2020, you know, any anywhere from not just, you know, our political leaders, but just things that have happened, you know, overall in our country in regards to, you know, health and safety, in regards to illness and COVID and, you know, racial injustice and women's rights and movements. And I mean, can we just say, like, how cool is it that honestly that, you know, all political parties aside that, you know, as females that we have, you know, a female vice president that has, you know, an ethnic background as well. I mean, as a mom of five girls, I couldn't be more proud and more excited for them to see this happening in real time in this era. Because in raising my girls, I've always raised them to be, you know, very strong and to be able to, you know, be self-sufficient and, you know, have definitely a, a mind of their own. And so, you know, how cool is that that they get to experience this right now? But, you know, with all that in mind... So as I'm watching my older kids and, you know, they're kind of going back and forth a little bit with each other, like the closer and closer it got to election, it just like it got a little bit more heated. And I was like, okay, as a parent, do I step in? Do I stay quiet? So the advice, you know, I'm having, I'm like talking to myself in my head and, and, you know, and one piece of advice that I gave myself was that God gave me two ears to listen and, and, you know, one mouth to speak. So right now I need to just be listening. I need to listen to them and I need to listen to what they're saying and I need to listen to what they're saying to each other. I don't need to interfere. You know, I mean, they're all young adults. And so, you know, I just kind of wanted to see how it plays out. You know, I mean, there's times when like, obviously, like when they're younger and stuff, you watch that too. You know, you're not always just, you know, intervening with things that you want to see how they, they can solve problems, you know, whether it's, you know, like with the little girls on, you know, if they're fighting over a toy or arguing over, you know, who's wearing what or who's going to do whose hair, you know, you just kind of step back and, and see how it plays out. And then, you know, as a parent, you kind of know like, okay, well, it's not getting anywhere, you know, that, you know, you need to step in. So, you know, I was watching this with the older three as well. And, 
it just got a little bit out of control. And then they kind of started to attack each other based on their opinions. And as a mom, like, I actually, like, I kind of got pissed off at them because, you know, like, internally, I was just kind of like, listen, like, this isn't, what the heck's going on? Like, this isn't how your dad and I raised you. Like, are you kidding me? Like, politics isn't, like, a thing in our house. Like, family is the thing in our house. And don't let your differences divide you. Like, I honestly, I, I was like, I could not believe what I was watching and, and, like, some of the things that they were saying to each other. And so... You know, it was it got to a point where, you know, I had individual conversation about, you know, kind of going back to those values that I spoke of and how, you know, everyone is entitled. That's what makes our country so great is that everybody is entitled to their own view and their own opinion. And if we all thought the same, like we wouldn't be anywhere like we need to celebrate each other's differences. But, you know, and Brian and I also come from the belief that, you know, many times we also, you know, we're all entitled to, to poor decisions. We don't always make the best decisions. And, you know, sometimes we're not put in a position that, you know, is our strength. Like the example that we give our kids sometimes is that, you know, have you ever had a boss that's just not, not a good boss, but it doesn't mean they're a bad person. They're just not a good boss. Like they just don't know how to take that leadership role or, or they, you know, might make some decisions that really isn't just the best for the group, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, truly at heart are a bad person. And so, you know, those were kind of those discussions that I was individually having with a couple of them. And that the fact that they're letting like all this hate and all of these things that are going on outside in our world affect their family. And, you know, so they listened a little bit, but then it still continued. And so then it was to the point where I didn't keep my mouth shut anymore as a whole. And I was just, you know, kind of like they were attacking each other. And I'm like, no, we're done. No more of this. Everyone needs to be silent. And I felt kind of hesitant about it because, you know, they're in their 20s. I felt a little hesitant, but I thought I'm not going to let this happen. I am not going to let what's happening right now in our world, like that poison seep into the root of my family and have the potential to go so far that like hurt can happen and things can't be fixed or it takes a very long time for things to heal. And so I did kind of have to just put my foot down and you know, like get a little nasty, get a little mom about it and say, this is it. We're done. It's over. No more texting. No more talking. You guys keep your political views to yourself. We're done. You know, and then obviously like it all kind of settled and quieted once, you know, things all fell into, you know, the the way that they were supposed to fall, you know, into or the, the way that the country voted on. You know, then everybody just kind of, it was like, okay, done, it's over. Everybody kind of moved on. But, you know, you still just kind of ask yourself as a parent, like, were there things that were said that are going to have a lasting effect on their relationship? And I can't tell you, like, that hurts me more than anything as a parent to see that between my children. And that was, like, the point that I was making to them. Whether it made a difference or not, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're... 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, like they're in their years where I don't know if they really understand the depth of that because, you know, they themselves are are not a parent. And so 
it might be hard to identify with, even, you know, as, as empathetic as, as they would try to be. So that was fun. So that was a growing experience for me because it was something that in our household that we had not experienced because, like I said, Brian and I, you know, we just were not completely involved in politics. I mean, in, involved enough to where, you know, I mean, we know what's going on, but it's not a level of discussion at our house. And to, so to see this, like, happen between my kids, I was kind of like, holy crap, like, what's going on? And I was really taken back and really surprised for it. And I really had to do, like, a lot of thinking as far as how am I going to respond to this? What's the appropriate response? And then when it got to a point, it was just reaction. It was just like, nope, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. And so I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm wrong. I would love to hear, you know, if you have a divided, if you have divided households or in families like that, like how, you know, you handled situations like that. And so you know, super curious to see, you know, what you guys do as well. Then the other thing as a parent that I was faced with, you know, kind of goes along the lines with what I had had touched on a little bit before where, you know, you know, I have five girls and one boy and I have raised my girls very much the way that I feel like I was raised, like to be independent, to be strong, to be self-sufficient, to be able to just take care of things the way that you need to take care of things, to be able to know when you are not treated respectfully by a male, whether it's in the workplace or whether it's in a relationship, to know what that looks like and what that sounds like, to be aware of your surroundings, you know, whether it's when you, we all have felt this way, ladies, whether you're in a parking lot and, you know, it's it's dark or it's late or you have to be aware of your surroundings, you have to know what's going on around you at all times, where as a male, they don't think that way because they aren't as vulnerable, I guess as females. So I have definitely preached and raised my girls that way in all regards of that about, you know, being a strong female. And and like I said, I mean, how much I appreciate the fact that we can celebrate the fact that we, regardless of your party, you know, celebrate the fact that we have a female in office and how cool that is that I think that my girls and my son can see that. So Here's kind of how this little parenting experience happened for me this weekend was, so you know that my, that two of my kids live together in an apartment together. My son, he is a senior in high school and my daughter is 20 and they live, you know, thousands of miles away from us. And my 20 year old daughter is very just naturally maternal. She's just one of those people that just likes to take care of things, likes to take care of people. It's something that you know, definitely like fills her bucket as far as like significance. It, um, she definitely is somebody who is a caregiver. And so having her, you know, live with our son, it actually has given, you know, it gives Brian and I comfort, you know, with him deciding to, or with us deciding for him to be off campus this year, um, instead of staying on campus that he, he and his sister are living together because you just, you know, I mean, I know things are taken care of. So anyways, what had happened was he was out with his buddies like all day Saturday and she has a vehicle, but he does not, but she allowed him to use the vehicle, which we're, we're totally good with. She didn't have anything going on. And so she knew he was going to be hanging out with his friends. Well, you know, like, two hours, three hours, four hours, turns into like six hours, eight hours, whatever. And he sent her a couple texts telling him her where he was, which he's always been, you know, fantastic at. He's always been really, really good at. And, you know, it just kind of got later into the evening and here she's like 
really, in a sense, kind of stranded at home. And again, like she didn't have a lot going on. So she didn't totally mind that. But she had sent him a text and said, hey, listen, I got to work early in the morning. Would you mind, you know, putting some gas in the car, like filling up the car? And then there's a was a storm headed that way. And so she just wanted to make sure that they had the supplies they needed just in case, because you never know how, you know, hurricanes and tropical storms and stuff like that can be. And so she had asked him to stop at the store and, and pick up a couple things. Well, there's a little bit of a delayed response. And then, you know, later he did send a message to her that, he had a couple of his friends with him, and they got gas, but by the time they had gotten to the store, it was already closed, you know, and yeah, no big deal, whatever. And so, I mean, she was a little put out by it. And of course, you know, I got the brunt of a lot of that between the two of them, because like I've said in previous episodes, I'm never really afraid that I'm going to lose touch with my kids because they text me, all of them, constantly throughout the day, which I love. I'm so grateful for to know what's going on, and I'm grateful the fact that they're the ones texting me, and it's not like me hovering over them. But again, it was one of those situations I was like, okay, eh, it'll blow over. I'm going to let it play out. I mean, they're just kind of grouchy with each other, rightfully so. You know, I mean, yes, they're the best of friends, but at the same time, they're still brother and sister. So anyways, it went into the next day. And so then I was like, all right, I better give my son a call and just kind of get a pulse on what's going on. So, you know, I gave him a call. And of course, we, you know, first chatted about other things. And then, you know, I was like, hey, so, you know, I know your sister's a little upset with you. And so then he just kind of went on, like, I don't even understand why she's so mad. Like, you know, I I hardly ever get to hang out with my friends. And, you know, we're always doing football. We're always doing school. And this was just a time where we got to hang out together. And, you know, and she asked me to get gas. I got gas in the car. And, you know, I tried to go to the store, but it was too late. And, you know, so I just listened to him and let him, like, kind of get it all out. And I said, so... You know, then I just asked him, I said, so do you, I said, with your sister, you know, being down there, I said, um, does she usually make dinner and stuff like that for you guys on the weekends? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I know, you know, I cook once in a while, but yeah, she usually does. And I said, she usually the one that goes to the store, makes sure there's gas in the car. I said, is she the one that, you know, pretty much kind of takes care of the apartment and, you know, make sure that if there is something that you need that you have it? And even decorates, you know, for holidays, took you to the pumpkin patch, you guys carved pumpkins together, make you feel like even though you're away from home that you still have a piece of home with you, you know, and he kind of was like, yeah, she does. And my mom, I'm really, really grateful for it. And I know he is. I know he is because I know the boy and he's got the biggest heart. And I said, okay, I just want you to take a second and stop and think. I said, girls are complicated. Just because that's what the words that are coming out of their mouth are doesn't really mean that that's what they're upset about. And I'm like, she's not upset that you were gone hanging out with your friends all day. She knows that you need to do that. And I said, she's not upset with the fact that, you know, you got home a little late and yeah, you got gas in the car, but you didn't go to get groceries. I said, it comes down to the fact that she feels like she's constantly taking care of you and there's nobody that ever takes care of her. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, look at all those things I just pointed out to you that she does. And I said, she does that because she loves you. She does that out of love for you. But don't you think it would be nice once in a while if you would, like, get out of your little tunnel about, you know, school, football, friends, video games? And, I mean, I know he's 18, so I know this is, like, a tough conversation to have. But, you know, and think about the fact that she— 
would maybe want to feel appreciated, like more than just a thank you. You know, maybe when you were out getting gas, like just, or when you're out with your friends, like next time, just think about maybe going and getting her some flowers or swinging by and, you know, picking up like her favorite kind of ice cream or going out and getting the things at the store before, you know, she, you know, had asked you to do it or just picking up around the house or taking out the trash without being asked. Things like that. Acts of service because, and I said to him, do you know what her love languages are? And he was able to actually recite them to me, which I was like super surprised about. In fact, he even had them in his phone, which is the cutest. So he had looked them up. I said, so when things feel like they're uneasy between you, you have to stop and be aware of with the relationships in your life. I said, especially the female relationships in your life, you have to be aware of what it is that they actually need right now. And I said, I'm telling you, it will go so far if you can just be aware of that. And so then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, ooh, ooh, this is perfect moment. Like, you know, I'm going to go with this. Like, hey, I'm on a roll. Like, I hadn't planned any of this, had never had a conversation like this. But I'm like, hey, this is working. Like, this actually, you know, like, this is freaking good stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, so he has a girlfriend. They have a long-distance relationship. They've been dating, you know, well over a year. And I'm like... You know, and let's talk about your girlfriend. So, because I know know how they can get, I know, I mean, Colt's very similar to his dad. Like, I know how they can just get so focused on their goals and what their tasks are and what they're doing that sometimes the rest of the world just, like, mm, you know, goes on without them. And I said, you know, when, other than, like, I know you talked to her on the phone. I know you guys FaceTime, everything. Like, when was the last time you actually wrote her a letter? When was the last time you sent her flowers? When was the last time you just, you know, got on Amazon or whatever and just sent her like a random gift, something out of the ordinary, something different because, you know, he, we were expecting him to be home at Thanksgiving and their football season has been now extended to where they don't even start playoffs until after Thanksgiving. So he is not even going to be home until Christmas. And, you know, but then he will be graduated and he will, you know, be home, you know, for a little while until he, you know, decides on what school he's going to. But still, I mean, think about that. Like as, you know, when you had your your first girlfriend, first boyfriend, that kind of thing. And, you know, you had, you know, been together for a while. And if you hadn't seen them for, you know, five months, six months, something like that, I mean, they've only had a long distance relationship. And so again, I said, what is her love language? And he was able to, he's like, yeah, we've actually taken that quiz. Like we did it individually. And then we did the couples quiz and, you know, and I'm like, okay, so again, you need to, you know, make sure that you're taking care of the females in your life, whether it's your mom, your grandma, your sisters, because you have five of them, you know, or your girlfriend, you know, or down the line, your, your wife or your own daughters. Like you have to take care of those female relationships because they are going to require more effort from you. And, you know, it was just kind of one of those moments that I was really, really grateful that that actually happened between my daughter and my son, because it gave me an opportunity to have a conversation with him that that sometimes I don't know if actually if it would have happened if he would still be living in my house right now. You know, it's one thing that has like totally improved our relationship is that all we have right now is to be able to speak with each other, to be able to communicate verbally to each other. And so it actually opens up our relationship for a lot more of these conversations. And I actually even had pulled out 
a book that my dad had given me when when Colt was real young. It's called How to Raise a Gentleman because of the fact that I didn't have brothers and I didn't have, you know, any boys that I was around and, you know, having so many girls. And my dad was a football coach, but, you know, I, you know, I was just, I was, I saw the impression that he had on young men, but at the same time, I just didn't have that background. And so I was always constantly like looking for things. And so this book, How to Raise a Gentleman, I have come back to time and time again, just to be like, am I on the right track? Am I doing the right thing? And I felt at that moment that that was the right conversation to have because I would want that. Like, I would want that for myself. I want my son to be able to be that kind of husband, to be that kind of brother to the women in his life, because women are so important in the lives of men. And I want him to value that and to realize that. And so, again, I mean, it was like, it was challenging these last couple of weeks as a parent because these were like two topics that I hadn't planned for. I didn't quite know how to approach. I don't know if I did it right, but at the same time, like especially the conversation with my son, I felt like that was a good conversation because it it's what I would want for my daughters. It's what I would want for myself. You know, as far as like the first thing that we talked about, I don't think I handled that probably the best way. It probably could have been handled a lot differently, you know, but at the same time, all I can say is that even though it did get a little heated and crazy, I am really, really proud of my kids for having different views and believing in the views that they have and educating themselves on why they have those views instead of just choosing those views because someone else did. Um, But I never want something like that to tear my family apart because I have seen that happen in other families. I've seen that happen in other relationships. And I think probably many of you, especially this year, have seen things like that happen as well. And to me, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. You know, love should prevail all of it. And we need to respect each other's opinions. We need to respect each other's views and, you know, celebrate each other's differences instead of, you know, tearing each other down. So again, I absolutely love it when you comment back to me on social media about things that you do in your families because it helps me learn. It helps me grow as a person, as a mom. And so please share those stories with me. Let me know what you do. Funny or not funny, you know, either way, I just want to hear it because, you know, I really value all of you as listeners. And so message me on Instagram, on Facebook. Let me know if you have a house that's divided and let me know, like, if you're a mom of boys or you're a superstar aunt of, you know, nephews, Give me some tips. Let me know on on what to do so that I can make sure that I am still raising the best young man possible to treat a woman the right way, but also to go out in society and just be a good, good man. Thank you for letting me share my parenting stories with you. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week. And tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.